and the world will never know. <laughs> this week brought to you by Nature Box <laughs> and Trunk Club. Thank you, Nature Box and Trunk Club, for sponsoring this episode I of the Patch. Slip too. We've got Gus, Adam, Meg, Ryan, and Gus. <laughs> you sound really down. I'm not down. No, I'm way up. His awesome. voice up. has to get through the beard, and it kind of tone shifts it. It's like the red shift. I, I, the only reason I said that a little tepidly was because I was like, is it my turn? I don't know. Because I don't get to go in this order a lot. Yeah, Adam's, Adam's not usually with us, so yeah. it's nice to have you with us, buddy. Thanks. Welcome. Why are you here? To talk about Dark Souls and virtual reality and evangelize both of those things. <laughs> um, why am I not surprised that I'm Dark Souls you. is the first thing well, to say? Well, of course. <laughs> I heard you do your a video. You were like, nobody else likes Dark Souls. But you had, who did you have? Did you have Hudson, Hudson in? Yeah. yeah. Look, that's a very Dark Souls player opinion. They think they're such such a put-upon community. Dude, this, like, I'm, I was wrong because in this office, now that Dark Souls 3 came out, Everyone's fucking playing it. Like I look at Twitter and like Josh Ornelas, like Miles Luna of all people. Like everyone in animation is playing this game, and yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, to everybody see with no taste in video games. So good taste. In games. <laughs> I tried to get into the series with Bloodborne. Was that a mistake? Not necessarily. I mean, they're they're similar games, but they're different. Bloodborne is a lot more so like, how fast paced and combat oriented. But 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 like the, all of them are very obscure. And don't Wait, give you much direction. Yeah. Why do you say what? that? I wouldn't say they're obscure. I'd say maybe they're obtuse. Because, all right, let's, okay. let's take an example of Dark Souls 1. It's like... <laughs> that's a you, relevant difference. I think I'm you're sorry. right, but I, I, think, yeah, I think that's what he it's, meant. It's okay. such a Ryan thing right. to breaking say. Balls for no reason. I didn't mean to be. I, well, no, no, no. Again, that feeds Describe into, its obscurity yes. in relation to its obtusity. Look, I feel like Obtuseness? That's a community of people that feel like they're very persecuted. I mean, it's... Listen, I don't feel persecuted at all. If you don't like Dark Souls, I don't fucking care. Everybody gets all over my ass I don't think I didn't the game like is obscure. I think like some of the things in the game are are like the item descriptions uh-huh. and like sort of the way they just drop you in the world. Like item descriptions can be like, oh, this was the rock held by the old king, and then he died, and then left it at this gravestone. You're like, what the fuck do I do with the rock? And rock like you try to use it, it like you course. can't use the rock. No. Like it's shit like that that makes the item descriptions and like the game like doesn't give you any direction. And like the same goes for when you first start Dark Souls One, you're dropped in, and there's like 18 places you can go to, and and that is for some people an allure, including myself. But like I can understand why players that kind of want a more like focused and guided game would hate that because like my first my first experience with dark souls was i started the game i beat the tutorial area and then i walked into an area that had skeletons that would just kick my ass over and over i was like what the fuck am i doing wrong and uh yeah i mean i can see why people wouldn't like that and 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 the same goes for dark souls 2 and bloodborne and demon souls i think dark souls 3 is a lot more linear and focused though and that's why i think it's a little more accessible to other people how does bloodborne fit into this universe is it even like the same universe or what is it there's like some weird lore like first off a lot of the lore has to be abstracted like players will go in and read all the item descriptions and sort of like piece things together and then make lore videos and they're awesome to watch but a lot of it is just sort of inferencing and abstracting from from the item descriptions so i think there are some people that have said that there are some tie-ins um but as far as the world itself goes in general it's really just like you're saying here's the here's the dark souls model of like it plays sort of this way you have it's like hard there's health there's bonfires but they're lamps so let me let me see if i get this right you're saying the game with no story yes has an inferred reference to the other game with no story yes Absolutely. I think there were. It was only ever billed as a spiritual sequel. Or yeah, successor, right? yeah exactly. it wasn't a, ever. I'm sorry. I believe successor was I mean, the one you said. You said. Well, yeah. that's what I'm don't be sure so obtuse, so, Ryan. So obtuse. <laughs> 
It's, again, I stand by the correction because that that community the, the feels like they're right. playing yeah, a he, he right. He is right, but that's the thing about Ryan is no matter even when he's right, he's wrong. It's true. That's that just is, your life. That's that just is, that the is, shit hand you've been dealt. So the problem I had uh, when I tried to get into the series with Bloodborne was, uh, like you said, there's a there's a lack of direction. Like I started the game, I there's no like explanation of what button does what. I walked up to a skeleton or something, and he killed me like twenty times in a row, and I was like. Oh, I can just run past him. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, yes and no. It's definitely, it definitely doesn't give you any direction. Even to, like, it doesn't even tell you, like, how to get the tutorial. And the tutorial in those games for, like, what button is what is, like, there's a sign on the ground. And, like, you might not know that you're supposed to go up and push X on that because it doesn't fucking tell you. But if you did, you would find that, oh, R1 is the attack button. And I get why people are like, fuck that. Just tell me what the attack button is. I, I get it. Well, the series kind of prides wanna, itself. Yeah, like, makes you want to earn it a little bit. Yeah, it's like, for it. it's like it's it's not putting it out there that uh, it's not giving off the good vibes. So you're like, I want to win it over. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. I mean, and you and, earn and its love. Dark Souls Three, in some senses, is a lot more guided. You don't have twenty areas you can go to. You literally have a, like a linear sort of progression of areas for the most part. There are like later in the game they have branching paths a little bit, but for the most part, like any player can just say, "All right, I've beaten the boss. I'm going to go past the door that's behind the boss," and you continue the area and. In that, and like the item descriptions will say, like, "Hey, use this item to make boss weapons into or boss souls into weapons." Like, all right, thank you for explaining that. It's, it's very straightforward. It's not very straightforward. It's more straightforward. Did you watch the Japanese streams at all? Where they were like, gave the game was out for what a month before it came out Three in the weeks, US. Yeah. yeah. So, did you watch any of that, or did you try and keep it a secret for yourself? I played it early. Oh, okay. So I didn't watch those, but I did see like. Two weeks ago, someone had already, or more than two weeks ago, someone had already speedrun the game in like an hour and a half, and I was mostly through the game anyway, so I went and watched that, and um, yeah, people are moving through this game, and, and that's actually like one of the, there was a huge uproar in the community when the game came out in Japan, because not only was it out in Japan, but a bunch of reviewers had gotten right. their copies early and things like that, and Part of the Dark Souls experience, for the community at least, is going on like the subreddit and everyone figuring things out like, what does this obscure rock do? Or like, <laughs> you keep hey, talking about rocks and I'm really worried. ARG it happens a lot in a game. game okay. Um, you I find a lot of trinkets and so that, And, and to I, totally, I totally understand where people are coming from. Like, yeah. you want to have that experience with your friends and with the community so, to sort of draw everyone together to try to solve a problem. Um, but now that it's out, no one cares. Everyone's just like, so, ah, we're doing stuff. According to How Long to Beat, uh, the main story for Dark Souls 3 takes about 26 hours. I, main and extra is 36, and completion is 51. Completion is 51. I would say that's n not entirely accurate. I mean, I, I'm not a slow Dark Souls player, but if you are going through the areas and trying to find all the nooks and crannies and all the secret items and, like, maybe dying a couple times per boss. Like, I was 50 hours in, and I still had six areas left. And mm. that's totally fine by me. And that's not including, like, PvP, because no one was online when I was playing. So... How does so? How does multiplayer in Dark Souls 3 work? Because there used to be two, chilling. there was invasions, and then there's also it's, kind of co-op. Um, so in Dark Souls, if you don't know, to play with other people, you'll basically... Like, if you want to co-op with a friend... Your friend, if he wants to come into your game, will drop a sign on the ground, and then you will go over and touch the sign, and it will bring the friend into your game. You can't just invite a friend. Um, in that this, would be too easy. Yeah, right. No. In, in this game, it's now set, and it's now so like, oh, both you and the friend will set a password so that you only see your friend's signs, but it's still 
kind of fucked up where like my friend will drop a sign and I won't see it for 15 minutes for no reason. Mm. So it's still kind of shitty in that way. But well, it went completely offline on PC like last week, right? Did it? it oh, I, I, I switched from PC to PS4 because the PC version had a lot of technical issues. I have a pretty beefy That's PC. That's shocking with a PC release these totally. days. Totally. Um, like the first bonfire I went to just crashed the game over and over. Then I found by turning lighting effects to low, it wouldn't crash anymore, but then there were like certain areas of the game where I would drop to like 10 FPS. Uh-huh. So, why is that? Why it used to be that you would always see like rock solid PC releases, or I mean, not always, but it was always a lot more consistent. And I feel like now, almost every AAA PC release you hear about, it's like, oh, there's a problem, it well, doesn't work right, we're gonna patch it. I think that a lot of it comes from this idea that people are moving to console or that consoles really, the 40 million PS4s sold, like, oh, so many people have consoles, but now we're talking about iterative consoles and, like, tiny upgrades and Microsoft possibly doing something where you can swap out parts and everybody's gonna start moving to PC. On Reddit, r slash PC Master Race was, like, influx with console players saying like shit maybe i should just upgrade to pc finally and that was like let's make guides for how to get onto pc for these people who are yeah. like refugees coming in and so i think there's just like this been it's sort of like a pc is like oh it's an afterthought they're gonna pirate it has always been like their big hmm. excuse about it but like it i was just thinking about it today honestly it's so gross that we have this trend of if it's a triple a title it's gonna be broken for quite a while, even if it's on just console or just PC, like it's not just one console. We have constant patch uh, problems. With, like we're talking about the QA? division. Yeah, I mean, how I don't understand it? how the QA process is so broken that nobody could figure out that PC just won't work. Do you, yeah. Do you think that maybe the correlation of like the influx of early access games and games that straight up aren't finished? Are be are becoming so popular that that's influencing AAA developers to be like, well, this will be fucked up, but just ship it because we'll fix it later in a patch. because yeah. people are way more accepting. I, of that I would now. hope not. I, mean, I think I don't you know, think so. You, you got to label that stuff. Like people yeah. expect it, like you said, if it's early access. But if they're paying, you know, sixty bucks for a full retail, you know, finished game, you know, they, they don't want to have to then wait another week or two for no. it to work. I mean, I but, agree. but people are accepting of it. Like you'll no. see. Oh, no, God. No, 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 no. People buy the games. Like people, for, the people are accepting of it if it's an early access title. People People are like, look at Arkham. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying PC. they don't complain, but I'm saying, they, I'm saying they buy the they games. They I'm do. saying like they are still buying. Like the, the games are fucking broken, and it's acceptable. Like uh, I don't know why you pre-order a PC game on Steam, but if you did and you get the game and it's fucking broken, then that sucks and that's bullshit. But if you see that it's broken on the forums or the subreddit, and you go and buy it anyway just to see if it's broken on your machine, like don't fucking buy it if it's broken. Well, what about like well, the learn, casual though. like PC gamer or the casual player who's not going to spend the time totally. reading all of this, and they're just like, like oh cool, the new whatever game is out, I'm just going to buy it. And they don't read all of that. Like, they don't spend the time looking into it. I don't think it's that people are accepting of bugs that early access has made people more accepting of bugs. I think it's that companies are feeling this pressure to like, oh shit, got to deliver a brand new IP, got to deliver a top level product over and over and over and so fast that they're like, forget the tiny details, just get Master Chief's ass out there and we'll figure it out later. Like, that's that's where I think the mis- the misstep is coming from. It just it feels like the, it is always out of left field. Like they never see it coming that it's not going to work on the PC. Right. Like, like oh my god, test it. One the, person stands in a doorway and people can't get through it. That could never have happened yeah. in our fucking QA. I don't know how widespread the crashing is- issue is for Dark Souls, but I know that a lot of people are having it. But probably the most egregious thing was that the game was out for with reviewers and with people for three weeks, 
and no one fixed it. Like, it was still an issue on, on zero day. Well, it's crazy to me, too. I keep bringing up the division just because we keep talking about it in the news, but, like, there are patches where Ubisoft will be like, yeah, listen, we know the backpack is going to completely fuck your game. We're going to get to that, but first we're going to patch this thing over here. And it's like, how is something that is game-breaking for even one player not a huge priority? All right, well, I will say, Let's in the fight. defensive studios, well, okay, in defensive studios, one, most of these games, especially nowadays, have become such an incredibly complex bear to try and tackle uh, that maybe a smaller bug like there's a backpack issue is like one guy takes 30 minutes and fixes versus something that's a much larger issue could take an entire team weeks to do. Yeah, but so, I'd rather you delay your game six weeks and make sure it fucking works than come out and be like, uh, sorry, some people have lost all their well, characters. I think we're, 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 we're seeing, we're living in a case, like a worst case scenario at this point because yeah. everyone's okay with game companies delaying and game companies are delaying to their credit to try to fix things but it's still not getting fixed. Like yep. we're still seeing broken releases come out, you know, after stuff's been delayed for months. One of the things that I think is so interesting is people are talking about The Witcher 3. Uh, for some reason, I've seen a lot of people playing it once again. And it's one of those that I feel like is rare and that I didn't hear like, oh, game-breaking bugs in The Witcher 3. Like, And it won so many accol- accolades. And it was a great game, but it's like, are we also giving it a, an extra boost because it wasn't a steaming pile of shit when it came out? Or are we just... Really? Do we really love The Witcher 3 that much? No, I think The Witcher 3 issues. is kind of an incredible It is, but I'm saying like it's game. one of it the few a... that came out around it that didn't have like something horrible and that even, everything even around that it was shit. that in itself is like a, is an accomplishment because that game right. is so fucking big. Exactly. Like how can they do it and nobody else can do it? Uh, like, well, look at that I think less Fallout. people played it than some of these other titles. Oh, interesting. Um, You're saying, oh, it's, no, it's I mean, not it was, I love the game, but I, it was I, not as... I think their sales numbers would probably disagree with that. It I mean, a, probably less people got to the end of the game because uh-huh. I know like me, I got like halfway through it and I was 80 hours in and I was like, I'm halfway through, I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know right off the bat that the quest system was broken. Like I, I had several hmm. quests that I could not complete and they okay. just are stuck on your quest list forever. Uh, I haven't gone back to see if I could, if that's been rectified or not. But uh, that wasn't seriously game-breaking. I mean, it was just a, a little issue. But, yeah. again, these things are so complex now that it, some of these issues you're not going to find until you have a million people playing the game. There's, there's definitely, a, I think, a leeway. And I think gamers understand that there's a leeway because they put stress on games that they can never duplicate in QA. Uh-huh. But... Is a face missing in but, Assassin's Creed really something you could never have QA'd or, for? Or like the the issues in Batman with like the Batmobile, right? Yeah. Where it's we like, five frames per second or zero frames per second and you're looking at a photo of the Batmobile. Like, or maybe a slideshow. Hey, maybe a slideshow. So, Life is like a slideshow, I guess. Uh, okay. Just so you know, Gilby, according to uh, Michael Casal on Twitter... They're saying that the latest Dark Souls 3 pa- PC patch fixed the bonfire issue for them. Great. Hey, latest patch, week after release. Thank you. You may, you may, you may be in luck. Yeah. You may be able to get by your bonfire. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. It's All right. Cool. I, I stand corrected, too. The Witcher 3 alongside GTA 5, one of the biggest recently releases of the year. Yeah. Real, real quick, while we're still talking about Dark Souls, there is a Kickstarter that launched yesterday. Um, oh, right. For the Dark Souls board game. And their goal was $70,000 or so. And. As of a couple hours ago, it was over a million dollars. Didn't they get like two hundred twenty thousand dollars in the first hour? In like or the first like hour and a half or two hours, it was two hundred twenty thousand dollars. And I mean, part of that is probably because the game is one hundred and fifteen dollars to buy on Kickstarter. Um, but goddamn, that's awesome! Yeah, it's, it's so cool to see like a community go behind a board game and, and make it that much money. I'm looking at it right now. Their goal was seventy thousand eight hundred thirty-two dollars. Weird number. Uh, and they've ended. They're at. One million eighty-three thousand dollars. They're over a million dollars more than they wanted. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. At this point, 
I wonder if that's gonna be good or bad. Oh, it's pounds. That's probably. Yeah, that, that that's uh, that's also man. Because I it's usually stuff it. like that is great, but then you hear like I guess they're not like a small startup or anything, but like you hear about small startups that get a ton of money in Kickstarter, and they're like it's such a curse. I, I thought that, and I was like, well, it's all this Dark Souls stuff, but then at the bottom, they're fully licensed yeah. by by Banda or Namco Bandai. I totally backed a Space Invaders like chess game once, and it was like the first thing I ever backed on Kickstarter, and I was so excited, and then it got canceled because it wasn't officially licensed, oh, man. and I was like. It's cool. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> I have uh, I have a couple of uh, crowdfunded games I'm still waiting for. Uh, I, like Star Citizen? Well, like Star Citizen is one of them. <laughs> but I'm also Excuse waiting me. for the uh, the Battletech game by okay. Hairbrain uh, Studios, uh-huh. the guys who did the Shadowrun series. I haven't uh-huh. seen that. They did a, a Kickstarter for, um, for a Battletech game. I think that's not supposed to come out. I think they're not targeting release until next year. <laughs> it might not be until 2017. I got to look. And, uh, and see no worries, Star Citizen still won't be up by then. See, Battle no Tech. kidding. Maybe I'll have another module. Hair brain skin. <laughs> Sweet new helmet to wear. Hair brain skin. Maybe some I mean, more ships do anything for with it, Gus to bu- spend real world money. Oh, that'd be I'm great if the next Star Citizen thing was just a closet and you could just stand in your closet and look at your character wearing different clothes. <laughs> you get different like ships that are just posters <laughs> you put on your closet door when you shut the world out and look at your crappy ships that you bought. Are they still making fun of me? Yeah. Oh, okay. What if we got a Star Citizen 90 and gave it to Esther to like lure Gus in? Like that's what she has to wear now. was like, Star Citizen underwear. <laughs> I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I'm fine with that. We'll just get like a ship, like something that's not even sexy, just like screen printed on. Like, <laughs> I'm just, just fine a with cardboard that. box, basically. <laughs> or, or, or Chris Roberts' face. Yeah, what's, the, okay. what's, the, what's the biggest Star Citizen uh, package you can buy now? Wasn't it something like twenty thousand dollars? I don't know if they. Let me Who? Look, let me look. Who's buying that? Rich people. Somebody. I mean, who's spending that much money in like Clash of Clans? That's just like, who's doing it on Eve Online. Clash of Clans. It's like a ten-year-old that got his mom's credit card. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> what does our internet suck here? That's, that's really what I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I, uh, what we brought I, you I did a lot of work. I did a lot of work why, last why week. Why does it suck this right is really here? Why you're oh, here. I should probably get you an AP. That's fine. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> oh, you're right here. I'm just gonna put one on it this takes table. Fucking forever. We do work it into the the timepiece. I will work. Ah, ah, bug. Yeah, dude. There's a gnat flying around. All right, let me uh, Don't let me read something it. while I, I, I continue trying to look it's up good. this, uh, this it's thing. On your mic. Um, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the patch is brought to you by Nature Box. Tired of eating the same bland food while trying to stay healthy? Nature Box has over a hundred snacks for that. Making smarter choices doesn't mean you have to eat boring foods. Nature Box makes snacks that are full of flavor and none of the junk. Nature Box makes over a hundred. Re- re- Nature Box makes over 100 ridiculously delicious snacks that they source from all over the world for you to choose from. Uh, some of my favorites include lemon tea biscuits and guacamole bites. Nature Box makes it really easy to find snacks you want without questioning what's in them. Plus, they're constantly adding new and interesting snacks for you to discover. Nature Box believes you shouldn't eat something you don't like, so if you try a snack you don't like, they'll replace it in your next box for free. You can't do that with your other snacks. Go to naturebox.com slash thepatch right now. Get 50% off your first box of delicious and unique snacks without any of the junk. That's naturebox.com slash thepatch for 50% off your first box of the best tasting snacks in the world. Naturebox.com slash thepatch for 50% off. Go get some snacks right now. Thank you, Naturebox, for sponsoring the patch. I thought surely he's not dumb enough to slap the mic in the middle of an ad. No, that was, that was a test. I was looking to see how committed Gus was to reading the ad. Give you the evil eye, and I kept going. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Like that's the worst thing we've done during an ad. It read. was just so jarring. It had to happen. The gnat had to go. So there's probably more gnats. Did you get it? I don't know. Oh. Does it not show it? Oddly Isn't enough, they don't. Okay, they oddly enough, you have to look for the most expensive package. They put affordable packages. 
out front. It used to not be that way. It used to start top down. Yeah, uh, all the packages they start with are like forty five bucks. I see fifteen thousand. That is fucking crazy. Was it bought? I'm assuming there's only like one. It says in stock. I mean, it's not like they run out of them. No, but they do limit those things. Like, like I know on the Kickstarter one, the top package was bought, and there was only one of them. Well, they've, they've, they're no so, longer doing it off the Kickstarter model. I know, I know they're, they're just not. doing it. I know they're the hell they So it's like. $15,000. The description is, need to have it all? The completionist package lets you have all the ships announced up to 2014. What? Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? Plus updated a, ones? a couple the 2015 concepts. Busted. Uh, Wait, concepts? Like you don't even get a finished ship? Like, uh, uh, here's just some art. Uh, so limited ship. Uh, One of the designers doodled on a, a piece of paper and what? they just mail it, it to It comes me. with hanger decorations and $20,000 or 20000 starting credits. Uh, uh, excuse me, hanger decorations. And then in bold, please note this package does not include the Javelin Destroyer. However, it unlocks the ability to purchase one through the store. What? You have Holy to unlock shit. the ability? Please Wait, can note, you buy it with your 20,000 credits? Please note that if you request the completionist reclaimed for store credit, the javelin, if purchased, would be reclaimed as well. Wow, dude. Oh, so you can return dude, it. Dude, I'm not going to lie. These kicks, these packages are like really scummy. Like, I, I mean, I, I imagine they just slapped it on there because, like, nobody will buy it. No, I bet somebody's bought it. But people are buying it. Like, well, you got to put it there because somebody might buy it. I did not spend fifteen thousand uh-huh. dollars on this game. Uh-huh. Thank God. How much money have you spent on this game so far? I don't know. Let me look. Yeah. Oh, okay. You tell uh, me. Well, why are you looking, Adam? Okay, so Dark Souls three. How does it stack up against two or one? Uh, it's probably my second favorite in the series. Dark Souls one will be number one forever because uh-huh. it was the first experience with the Dark Souls game. But if this game was the Dark Souls sequel like if it was Dark Souls uh-huh. 2 I'd be very happy and you could just get rid of Dark Souls 2 altogether so you didn't like 2 my, that much it wasn't I mean it was a well made game but uh-huh. there was just too many things about it I didn't like like the combat and things like that I mean, like which is all that game is it's combat and level design basically yeah alright um, so 2 is the only one I ever played so should I try 1 or 3 you should try 3 okay. it will stack up in better in today's market like it's, it's a little more modernized and doesn't like Dark Souls 1 kind of doesn't look that great anymore. Mm. Well, it was a, uh, last generation, right? Yeah, 360 it, it came out 360. Yeah, um, I'm not happy. Okay, gosh, you don't know why, oh why are you happy? Because <laughs> I see how much money I spent. <laughs> how on Star much Citizen. did you spend? Uh-oh. How much did you spend? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, Adam, guess. But he looked at yeah, it. He I, I saw okay, it. Okay, I haven't seen it though. Seven thousand dollars. Oh my god! Seven thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me guess again. <laughs> how about a realistic number? That is. Have you met Gus before? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Seven thousand. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Okay. All right. Twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. I'm just gonna say th- uh, four hundred. What? He had like a seven hundred dollar ship. I've spent eight hundred. Eight hundred. Oh, so it's. Uh, I had a five hundred dollar ship. Oh, five. So that being said, would you rather have eight hundred? Wow. Oh, your so Star Citizen ships, certainly yes for a game that isn't out yet. That's or would you rather have purchased a Vive? <laughs> I feel like I. I what? feel like you're not even serious about Star Citizen anymore. Eight hundred is like nothing. <laughs> I feel like I, now I feel like I've disappointed me. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Well, like, hold on, I'm going to be buying some stuff. Yeah, buy Real some talk. other shit. Um, would you rather? Well, have I, 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 would, I would rather have. Uh, to be fair, both. I, to, I mean, right I totally now, support your choice. I'd rather have both. <laughs> both. That is both. sure. If, if something makes you happy and you want to spend money <laughs> on it, both. do it. And it and, I thought you said both. And it's not like I said both, but it's not like I did oh, all Mr. of the, the Star Rich Citizen stuff here. at once. Right. It's like you know, over a period of several over the, transactions, they several transactions to when it hasn't been out. out of you without giving I mean, you a game. I mean, you could say the same thing if you looked at your Steam library. Like people look at that and see, like, oh, I spent three thousand dollars over the last four years. How yeah, did but that's I do a that? game. You have the games. 
Listen, it's all well, about it's, so, it's all about the value that you assign personally to an item. Very true. He wow. doesn't have an item. I do. You've I got can, the promise he has of an a item. Metaphorical item. I can I can download and install the game and if, play it. If fucking Chris Roberts just shut it all off today, you would be out eight hundred dollars. Well, Come on, you could say that about any game. Yeah, that's say that about any game. That, no, that, you play all the things no, I bought on Steam right now. Anything you bought on Steam, they could absolutely take that away. But from I got you. to play it. Yeah, but they could take it away from you from now. He can download yeah. and play the I game. I can download right and play it. The game isn't out yet. They've got little modules. There's little bait. Can you fly any of the ships you own? I need a check. Okay. I have not flown them. No. I will say no. that. Okay, the answer is no. <laughs> Probably not. There's, uh, a, there's a multiplayer module. Say, the fighter, yeah. The, the, the fighter. Oh, there's just one ship you can fly right uh, now? There's a couple. Okay. The modules that they've put out there, I would not say are worth buying the game. I mean, you're buying the future game that will come out. The parts that they dribble out to you are just kind of... The parts there's that also a like gift to you. I'm sure, I'm sure you already talked about this. That, that they unleash upon yeah. the world. Yeah. That they grace us with. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, we're gonna get absolutely fried by Star Citizen fans, and he'll continue. To oh just no, it's fine. Sail. I'm already. I'll be on fire from the Dark Souls. People. Oh good. Yeah, no, they'll they'll t- be too fire. busy burning me up for that. Yeah. I just I didn't like Dark Souls too. Too. I appreciate that they have really stuck to their like uh, dying has severe consequences. Uh, they they are, from what I can tell, very good at delivering on a game that their audience will like. Um, but yeah, the, the Dark Souls two didn't really do it for me. I'll I mean, try three. They, they've clearly expanded their audience this time around. Like if you look at the sales numbers, like on on one day on Steam, it sold five hundred thousand copies, and which then is it awesome. didn't work my- for some people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And I'm not defending that. I was just going to say, my new favorite thing is that Adam will be like, yeah, if you look at the numbers, though, bitch. Uh, let's go to the graph. Let's go to the graph here, because the sales Are you numbers Bill don't Dying say me? that. <laughs> what, uh, what platform was Dark Souls 2 on console-wise? Was it on... It was uh, PS... It, they re-released it on the new generation, but it was original on Xbox 360 and PS3. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like you and I have talked a little bit about Dark Souls 3, and based on some of the things you said, I'm willing to give it a try. You say it's not quite... As unforgiving, uh, like it's it doesn't just throw you off the deep end. Like it, it will still drop you in a world, and you still have to look at the signs to say to see what button is the attack button, and you'll still need to pick up the things that are very obviously guided in front of you. But for the most part, it especially early on, it is a very linear progression of areas. And if you want to know something about something, you just have to open your inventory and read it. Like oh, that's you're you're losing me. I, I you're mean, losing me. Like in general, the game will explain itself to you, but like, but you have to read. If, like, well, if you pick, if you pick up a key and it's like, this is a cell key. It's like, okay, it's for a cell, but then you read it. And it's like, it's for this cell specifically over there. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, it, it's, what's what about the combat? In Dark Souls Three is better than Dark Souls Two. Two felt less weighty, and right. part of the part of the big problem I had with it was the role felt very. Even like the, there's different categories of role. Even the light role felt very short and small. And in Dark Souls Three, you have this like nice like leap and and bounce and roll um, that makes the combat a lot more fast paced. And it feels as close to Dark Souls One as I think anything has, which is got, good. The guy's got an arrow sticking out of him. Yeah, I gotta admit, at this point, it's been so long since we played Dark Souls Two that my main objections to the game I've kind of forgotten. Okay. So, so it's time for you to give it another shot. Yeah, now my palate is cleansed. Yeah. Oh, he threw fire on himself. Splash, that was that was Estes. He was drinking the Sunny Delight and getting health back. Yeah, yeah. So praise go. the Sunny Delight. Like that That's what Gus they're always like, saying. Mm, Five hundred dollars on a ship I can't even play with. Yes, but reading item descriptions. No. When all you can do is read about the it, ship no. that you paid $500 You know what? Fuck you, man. You fucking play. <laughs> you, you love papers, please. That's all you do is read shit in that game. Whoa. You identify oh. things in that game. Yeah. It's, it's more of a matching game. 
Although I will say, I'm like, I like feel like I'm the Yoko of the group today, and I'm kind of liking it. I'm kind of being just good. It on. I'm just, just gonna take the mic later and be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <applause> for everybody. <laughs> so I did a finally um, over this past week, and I did finally get a chance to play in the Overwatch beta. Yes, I've been, telling us about it, yeah. I've been looking forward to it for so long. That game is surprising. I guess maybe it's not surprising. That game is really well polished. Um, yeah. I think that, I mean, they've really, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm late to the game, right? But they're on, a, they're on a something. They've really got it figured out. That I game think this Blizzard does, knows how to make games. Right. Yeah. They, they did something. Like, I have this complaint with a lot of these games that come out. Like, right now, we, there, there's a bit of an identity crisis going on. And I'm not saying all these games are the same. But I feel like you look at games like... Um, Battleborn, Paragon, even Battlecry, like they struggle to make an identity for themselves. And they struggle further from that, a step removed, they, they struggle a bit in giving their characters distinct identifiable personalities. But when you get into like Overwatch, it's like, oh, you can very quickly tell who does what and you know what their personality is. Everyone's distinct from each other. And going into it, I played, you know, some of the Battleborn beta as well. Uh, not this past weekend, but the one before. Going into it, even from like an interface perspective, I feel like it's a lot, Overwatch is a lot cleaner. Battleborn, though, has like really unique character designs, right? Like they're yeah. the one with the dude who has like the arms, like this, he has four arms, he's got on, like an orange suit on, but, Gengar or something? Yeah, but one of the things I liked... That's a Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> but it's like well, his name is like Gengar. Well, one of the things I liked in, in this game versus Battleborn, and it's, it's a small like interface thing. It's like you go into your character selection. In Overwatch, it's like, here are your offensive characters, here are your defensive characters, here are your support characters. And you look at like another interface style, like for, we're talking about Battleborn. I don't mean to sound like I'm ragging on them. I like the Battleborn beta. But you look at it, and it's just all the characters thrown together. Uh, There's they're not no, like, sorted by right, role. Right. You look at them, you're like, okay, they all look distinct, but what does this character do? Right. How does he right. compare to that character? Right. And he's like, you have to just dig down a little more for the information. It's just the way it's presented to you is a little cleaner. Um, I did think it was, it was interesting, too, that Overwatch will give you the... Uh, kind of a heads up. It's like, hey, you, you, you don't have any tanks. Mm -hmm. Like, as your your party fills up with character selection, it'll, it'll warn you if there's a missing group. Mm -hmm. Was there nudity there? What was that? I have, I have no idea. It was all pixelated just in one spot on the screen. That was Tracer's ass. <laughs> it was, well, we were watching Battleborn. She so made it, it really every game. Yeah, no. I feel like part of that identity crisis is that all of them have a very similar art style for some reason. Mm -hmm. Where it's sort of that cartoony look. Yeah. And, and the majority of them are MOBAs. Obviously, Overwatch is not. Um, but yeah, I I feel like I identify more with Overwatch because it's a first person shooter mm -hmm. than I do because I don't play MOBAs. But I'm, is anyone here a MOBA player? I Wait, have MOBAs. you? You've never played any MOBAs? Like, did you play you in Halo? Smite. Did you? Okay, I played Smite. Right. That was a good. You game. played a lot of Smite. I did not play a lot of Smite. You played a lot of Smite. I played enough to like win the tournament and uh -huh. go to Japan. Oh, MVD. I just won enough you know, to go no to Japan. No big deal. Well, okay, to be I fair. I played against people that had never played before. He beat a bunch of people at Rooster Teeth. <laughs> also sucked. No, I mean, like, I probably sank 15 hours into Smite. Which you is, played more than 15 hours of Smite. I will go, after this, I'll go see if you can find that stat on their website, and I'll pull it up for you. What Dude loves the... his stats. Don't, try, don't challenge him mm -hmm. with stats. <laughs> he will find the <laughs> sales charts. records. He's got graphs. What is that Halo game type that's very MOBA-esque? The Warzone? Warzone. Did you play that? I guess it's kind in, of MOBA. Was that it's very MOBA. I, was that well, in except three? it doesn't really have like, no, 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 no. It's in five. Oh, okay, no, no. no I didn't play five at all. Or anything? I okay. have five like, waiting to be played. Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't have like creep, but it's. But it's but it's like you can like, take on PVE or P, it's like PVP and PVE at the same time, and also you're trying to get to a final core. You like blow yeah. up your enemy score, which is very MOBA esque. 
Sort of. It, it's I, it's I played, a Halo MOBA. I tried League of Legends mode. and I wasn't good at it. I tried Dota and that was like a very daunting thing. And to- well, Dota 2, sorry. Dota is like, it is so well established. The people who are playing it have been playing it. I feel same, like, same with League. Like, I feel the exact same way with yeah. League. And I feel like, like two years ago, three years ago, it wasn't like that. But now I feel like it's really set in. You've got to be on the ground moving or you're left behind completely. And I actually, um, when we did the leaderboard, I was so in over my head um, talking about any of the esports, but League of Legends in particular. Um, but I, I really got kind of hooked on it. And so I watched the NALCS this weekend. Um, it's the championship for League. Um, the North American championship took the place this weekend in Las Vegas. And uh, the final came down to game five. And it was an hour long game five. And it was so exciting. Even though I had, I was just listening to the announcers and I'm like, I don't know. They're like, oh, he's going to do a clip. Oh, look at him. Oh, I'm like, don't know what any of that means. Oh, no, there's a bunch of them and they're all shooting. Go, go, go. It's so exciting. You hear like the crowd going nuts. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just so, you get so caught up in it so easily. It's so much I, fun. I love that it's such an established sort of esport. And like I love hearing people talk about the international and all that stuff, and I think I could definitely get into watching it. Yeah. Um, especially because I don't know if you've seen, but the Vive has a like a Dota viewer. There was like a demo oh. of that, where like you're looking down at the map. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. But I, I can definitely see why people want to like watch that stuff. It's it seems. It exciting. was so exciting to watch. It was like, oh no, are they gonna? Oh no, there's a guy. Oh, he's dead. Oh my god, and everybody's freaking out and like. There's a gold deficit they have to make up. I don't fucking know why. What do they do with all the gold? They're just buying shit. I don't know. They're going back to base. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch. The um the I'm, I'm going to tie your MOBA talk back into Overwatch a little bit. So I saw that you know Tracer's coming out as a character in Heroes of the Storm. In fact, I think if you pre-ordered Overwatch, she was available yesterday, starting yesterday. Um, which is weird to me that thank God she's facing the camera. The game, yeah. whoa, the, don't open your legs. The game, whoa, she's, lady. the game she's from is not out yet. She's making her gameplay debut in a different game, which is a little weird to me. That is kind of strange. Remember all that controversy about butts? Get her now well, in Heroes of the Storm. But wow. I, I, any, any press is good press. I liked this trailer so much that it made me reinstall Heroes of the Storm. I played a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, I'm surprised it, it, that you fell off on Heroes yeah, of the Storm. Yeah, it's just one of those games that it kind of, another game came along and I started playing something else. So it made me actually reinstall Heroes of the Storm and start playing it. And I played a lot in the past and I sucked. I felt bad, like, to hopping in because I'm, like, higher level now. So I get matched up with, you know, higher level players. So I was like, oh, I'm just dragging my team down. Plus, I was playing Tracer, who I'd never played before. Mm. I was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done this. Weren't you all about Sylvanas before? I was Sylvanas. Yeah. I played uh, King Leoric. I was another one I played quite a bit. Um, I've, I've been through. So did you stick with Tracer, or did you try and go back to your, like, tried and true when you realized you were sucking I stuck with Tracer, because we oh. ended up winning the game. It was, like, one of those things where, like, we were getting our ass kicked, we were about to lose, and then, like, right at the very end, it was, like, one final push. Like, we have a, a big counter attack. Like, if this works, we're going to win. If it doesn't, we're going to lose. And we won. I was, awesome. I was super happy. So I felt like it was like a training montage. Like, I really sucked. And then I got okay by the end. And the other team had a tracer, and she was really good. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, that, that person knows what they're doing. That, yeah. that is a game I also tried. And the only, I actually liked the gameplay. The only thing that put me off was the business model. Mm. Like, I love Overwatch, where they're saying, all right, you buy the game, and you'll get all the, future, all the heroes and all the future heroes. Which is like the same kind of deal with Smite when you buy a God Pass. Mm-hmm. And... Especially in a, in a MOBA type game like like Smite was like I want to be able to experiment with everything I don't want to and then like, well, I get that there's rotations yeah. and things like that but that is like a couple weeks isn't like, is like my full playtime of those games so if I get like what two rotations yeah. I want to see everything well so I mean the counter argument would be 
uh, I, I, I don't quote me on this. Heroes of the Storm is free to download, right? Yes. So then, if you'd look at you know the comparison you made, if you take like the sixty dollars budget you would have spent and just spend a couple of bucks on Heroes, then you can tr- experiment with a few and then just wait for rotation. I like the fact that like with something like Overwatch, you're paying sixty bucks and you're getting their full I don't know sixteen heroes. You'd rather pay one lump sum. And yeah, I just want I want the Nicole promise of like I know that every time they release a new hero or a new god and MOBAs like they're somewhat OP, especially with Smite. Like you want to play the most overpowered god because it's fun. Mm-hmm. So like every time they release a new one, you get the <laughs> new one and you play with him. And and I know that would happen with Heroes of the Storm, or at least I think it would. Or or even if it wasn't overpowered, it would be a cool one mm-hmm. that I want to try out. Like you know. I don't want to have to go spending ten bucks every time I buy a character. And Wait, I, think I mean, ten, you could also I think ten bucks is a little bit much. You could also use in-game character. currency for it as well by winning games, right? But I and then I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I played a couple games, and the in-game in-game currency is a really slow dribble. It's slow. Yeah, yeah you got to play a lot. Yeah. I, I think as much as I played, I I maybe had two characters ever that I unlocked with in-game there, currency. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. I, I can totally see that, but I I I played on the flip side. It's like I, if I spend sixty bucks, no, that's what I would have spent for a full retail game anyway, and I still get access to plenty of characters yeah. and and you know some cosmetic stuff. If you're into that, I'm really not that into the cosmetic if stuff. Vintage, I'm super I'm super into cosmetic stuff. It's well, like my favorite thing, and that's why that's another reason I love the Overwatch model is because you can buy costumes and and or earn them, and I'm gonna do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just get a bunch of unlocks. So, what are your favorite characters from Overwatch? Um, what did you I, find yourself drawn to? <laughs> I played quite a bit of the character called Diva. <laughs> Diva. It's uh, like yeah, it's the like D V A. Yeah, she like sits in the mech and it's yeah. like just a tank. Dude, the explosion on that thing is huge. Right. Yeah, and I like that every character only has like a couple of abilities, and they're yeah. all different depending on the style of character you play. But uh, I liked her because she never had to reload, <laughs> but yeah. she didn't do a lot of damage. But it's you know the whole the whole tank yeah. aspect. You run in, you absorb a bunch of bullets, and just. And her special is just that down. she gets another mech. Right. Well, she, so she ejects out of her mech, blows it up, and then calls another yeah. one in. The, 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 again, that explosion is surprisingly large on her mech when it goes up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with her, anytime you get close to death, she actually ejects from her mech, too. So you uh, you have, like, a chance to not yeah, die. Yeah, but once you're out of that mech, it's like two hits <clears> and you're dead. Oh, yeah. Her, the the pistol su- on, on her regular form is actually really powerful. Though. Yeah, but you're so squishy, you don't ever want to really engage. Ooh, you want to run for your life. Yeah, you should run and hide and wait for uh, your... The queue to re- yep there, yeah, it, is there to, it is to refill. Uh, I've thought I've been safe from her several times. The mech explosion and was not anywhere near far enough away. Yeah, I mean sometimes you run in you know on an objective and you know if you're in some cases I'd be defending and there'd be a bunch of enemies there. But like there's no way I could take them all on. You just do the self destruct and just uh-huh. try to run the fuck away and hope that you took enough of them out. Yeah, or you took them down enough just buying time for your team. Adam, you got a favorite? Um, I'm kind of partial to the the. Uh, Reinhardt, because uh-huh. he's a big suited armor guy. <laughs> I'm not good with him, or nor do I really like uh, the moves he has. But I like the way he looks a lot, so it's probably the guy. I play. <laughs> the aesthetics of it is I all love it took. That so much. But I love he's the pretty. Idea of, like you're such like a big burly man, of being like, but he's cute. <laughs> I don't like anything about playing him, other than I looking at him. I mean, nice you gotta thing. like the person that you're playing as. It's at least very the way they true. Look. Like that's why I mean I, I play, the same thing in RPGs when people are like I play as a girl I'm like I don't want to like I imagine myself as the person that, uh-huh. right you know? I don't I I fully was just having this conversation with Ashley the other day where she was like oh we said some stat on a newsread that was like sixty percent of people oh it was me and you were talking mm-hmm. about it it was um sorry we were talking about the game that they chose your race and your uh, sex and everything for you uh-huh. yes and and it was like we rattled off some statistic that was like seventy percent of players don't make a avatar that looks like them at all and I was like what. I always try and pick like 
the closest to what I would want to be if I were that character. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not a blood elf by any means, but it's like, oh, if I were a hot blood elf, how would I make myself look there? Like, it's not, <laughs> it's still in the realm of, like, me-ish. I can see it, though. I, I mean, would never play as a dude. A lot, well, I mean, whether you play as a, a cross-gender or not, at least most of the time it's like, well... Uh, I made some rudimentary attempt to make it look kind of like a person that might be sort of like me, but I really would rather just start playing the game. Yeah, well, yeah but power, I mean, like, once it's really involved, like I, yeah. I'll, I'll sometimes enter with the best intentions, and then after a while, I'm like, all right, fuck it, I just I just want to play the game. Well, but I don't, I can't mess around with. After I ruined Mass Effect Three with, or Mass Effect Two, I'm sorry, with um, I had a slider that I couldn't tell was doing anything, and so I was like, oh, and I guess I just forgot it was left all the way to one side, and my player had a duck bill for a piece, <laughs> and then. And I was so mad I just played with that the whole time. I don't mess with little sliders anymore. Did, did you I make just quacky for, like, sounds every time your I character talks? She was talking to her crew like this. It was awful. <laughs> like, it was all so bad. It was so hard to look at. But now I'm like, hairstyle, eyes, hair color. All right, we're good to go. Close enough. Yeah, Nailed it. I like, feel pretty good about I'm it. I'm Commander Shepard, and I endorse these duck lips. <laughs> these are my lips. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Here, let me. Uh, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Trunk Club. There are two types of men out there, guys who love shopping for clothes but are short on time, and those of you who hate it. Either way, take heart. Now you can get clothes that fit perfectly and look amazing without ever stepping into a store again, thanks to Trunk Club. Make it easy to look your best in clothes that fit you perfectly, handpicked by your own personal stylist for free with Trunk Club. Go to trunkclub.com slash thepatch, type in your own measurements, share your likes and dislikes, and get your very own personal stylist. They'll pick your clothes from over 80 top brands and ship them right to your door. Keep what you like, send back what you don't. Trunk Club is not just another way to shop online. Your stylist takes the time to understand your unique look. Uh, And if you live in Dallas, New York, or Los Angeles, Chicago, or D.C., you can stop by one of the Trunk Club clubhouses to work with your stylist in person for free. Trunk Club is not a subscription service. There's no monthly fee, and your stylist is free. Shipping is always free, and you have 10 days to try on the clothes risk-free. Bit of a theme there. Uh, Make a statement at the next big event on your calendar with a look that's handpicked just for you and your style. Get started at Trunk Club today. Premium clothes, expert advice, no work, thanks to your very own personal stylist at Trunk Club. Get started today at trunkclub.com slash thepatch. That's trunkclub.com slash thepatch. Trunkclub.com slash thepatch. Right there. I got a new trunk coming for myself here in the next couple of days. I'm very excited. Maybe I'll, I'll bring it out and uh, show everyone. Also, we can do a fashion show. World also, premiere. Also, if you're a lady, they do lady trunk clubs now. Oh. They do. They used to not, and they do now. Yes. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I, the one thing I really like genuinely about Trunk Club is uh, you get like 500 things. It's not like, because I, oh, I also yeah. get other subscription boxes with the clothes and it's like, Trunk Club is an actual like, <laughs> like you're going to get 20 things Oh, you in the club yeah. now? Yeah, they, they sent me a, you a guys preview. You like a secret handshake or something? Yeah, well. We can't talk about it. Can't talk but they sent me a preview of the, the trunk that I'm getting next and it was just like, Tons and tons of stuff, like multiple pairs of shoes yeah. and shirts and pants. Are you going to get some cool colored pants? Maybe. They have big guy shoes? Uh, I'm sure they do. You should check it out. You should ask. You can talk to my stylist, Jesse. Great. Uh, (laughs) So what were we talking about? We were talking about Overwatch. Overwatch. Here's the Storm. Um, Oh, it's like Blizzard stuff. What? We should talk about the World of Warcraft trailer. Or or Warcraft movie trailer that came out. So this is the second trailer they released, right? Yes. Yes. Did 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 all of the trailers start with the orc punching the screen? Or was mm. that just the one I saw? I think it's just this one. I didn't. This yeah. one. I don't okay. even know what you're talking about. I, in the well, beginning of the like trailer, the thing was like, there's an orc that like stands there yeah. and punches the screen. And it's, yeah, and it says yeah, new trailer. New trailer, yeah. yeah. I think that was just this one. Um, it, it's, there are so many so hot ladies in this movie. I, I think a lot of things about this movie look 
uh, looks amazing. Like Stormwind looks great. I think all the special effects look great for the most part. Um, and all the armor designs and the humans look awesome. I think that the orcs like suck. Really? really? I think I like think the they orcs? look really un, like not believable. See, I think they've they look- made the humans look less believable to try and blend in the orcs. How do you? I mean, how do you feel? Like she doesn't like her. I assume that she's like terrible. a half orc or something. Oh, okay. If she's if she's half sure orc, the whole I don't know that she is or not, but she <laughs> I, looks less orky than any like, other orc. I, I would have absolutely have preferred the orcs to be practical effects, or just like I, like, I, I think that would. Have, have you seen? Oh, very, very hard. Very hard. Have you seen like the Fantastic Four? Okay. The, yeah, yes. but yes. have you seen SKS's props um, or costume? No. It's 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 some it's a he's a professional prop maker and he made it for a recent con. That's it. Yes. Like, can you imagine? Okay. But well, that's too. That's too that video looks game-y. awful. Yeah, yeah. That, that would not look right I mean, in the movie. Okay, I'm wait, not saying clear, that though, that would awful be awful in context of the movie. Okay, right. I'm not it's saying that would be. Costume. I'm not saying it's that a different would be, art direction. Right, right. I'm not saying that would be the one for the movie. But I'm saying like potentially, like someone could you could build these things. Yeah, I think, yes, but I would say that fo- having followed his build, it was incredibly difficult. He had to be led around by someone else. Like he had to have a helper all day with him. Like you can't act in a movie while you're in this. Right. Like, and how many of them do you need? Because right. there's yeah. huge battle there's scenes. There's practical aspects to it when it comes I to making the lo- movie. I'm a sucker for practical effects. They age so, so, so much better than any sort of computer generated effect whatsoever. But I kind of like that they uncanny valleyed the people in the film, in the Warcraft film, a little bit. It looks almost like a. PC game to me, like PC Very saturated people, and yeah, it has a lot of, and I think it, it blends it pretty. I'm excited. I think. It looks I think. Cool. I, 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 I think it's going to be. I, I'm like excited for the movie. Yeah. I just am not super excited for the ways the, the, the way the orcs look. Yeah, yeah. I think I even it. some of the angles in the trailer all, almost seem reminiscent back to the RTS game. Like some of the ways, like it's kind of looking three quarter as like oh, a lot of the orcs yeah. are rushing into a village, and so and, and I think it seems like there's a lot of um, cues taken from the games, which I think they need to do because I think yep. about like. You know, I've, I've played all the Warcraft games, but then thinking specifically about World of Warcraft, I think about the months and maybe even the years of time I've spent in that world. Like, to then see it transition to the screen, like, there's a lot of detail that a lot of people are going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, millions of people played this game for weeks and months and years, and, you know, there, there's there's a lot of expectation to, li- to live up to, I think. I, I am also excited for that. Like, <laughs> I'm excited to see, like, the nostalgia things, just, mm-hmm. like, seeing a griffin for the first time. Uh, here, here at Orc goes, zug, zug. I just want Murlocs. I want a World of Warcraft movie with Murlocs everywhere. Um, why don't we have, like, a theme park? Like, doesn't that seem like World of Warcraft would make an amazing theme park? It's the next, because uh, nobody you know, plays it anymore. It's gonna be but right next still, to Hogwarts. I just think, like, yeah, Wizarding World of Hogwarts, okay? People get to go and pretend they're wizards. Why can't I go to World of Warcraft and hang out in Orgrimmar? Like, why can't I do that? What about uh, a virtual reality experience? What if it was released as like no Gus? No, you want to? No. I want to go for real oh my God. Gus. But it is real. Virtual reality is better real. than real. Yeah, I want to go true. and buy food and hang out and like. You can put food. the headset on, wander around, and then just have <laughs> someone hand you a turkey leg and <laughs> some beer. And it's delicious. Because if that is not like an RT short, I don't know what is. <laughs> is like us trying to you, make. I'd like, like to see like the the Vive controller with a inside of a turkey leg, and you're picking the controller <laughs> up and eating a turkey leg, and it's tracking the motion. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes. That's like awesome. Ear of corn with stuff all over. Oh yeah, the, 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 you can fit the ear yeah. of corn right through the Vive yes. controller. Anything that fits in the hole. Guys, I think we figured that's the real Playland. Really. <laughs> well, oh, it's a new game. It's like what's in my Vive controller? What's in the hole? What's in the hole? <laughs> Do you open your mouth? Or? No, I don't know. Are you that confident? You know what's in the hole. 
Actually, you know, I saw something really interesting that somebody did <laughs> unrelated to yeah, what's in the okay. hole. Uh, have you guys seen the Maximum VR uh, demo for Steam? Yes. Where you're the I giant monster? You're yeah, say. I think you played it over in our, in our room. Uh, someone actually added, took a, an extra set of uh, Vive controllers they had and made feet as mm. well. So now you can smash things with your hands or feet. Oh, yeah, that I love that. Yeah, I mean, I'm oh, excited for them dangerous. just to get like little, maybe like something to put on the shoe or something to go around your ankle that'll just track that. And I'm assuming once you have those five body parts, you could sort of infer where the rest of the, the like the legs go. Uh, so Hover Jokers does a really good job of of placing almost all your yeah. body. Other yeah. than obviously, it doesn't give I mean, shit where your I mean, feet are. But well, it, it it puts your feet below your head basically. How, no it's what. a it's a FBIK, a full body IK system. How, how does in, in the case of the Vive, like you talked about, getting four controllers to work? Yeah. How does it do positional? tracking for the controller so, well, for the controller what do you mean like how does it know where it is like There's, how does it know that controller has feet? the same sensors in it that the headset does so it's reading off the lighthouse it's just looking at the lighthouse so right. then do you have to worry about lighthouse placement because I think you know those are up in the air you, does it get enough spread down onto the ground for yeah, that I almost that, never lose track yeah that would be for them is amazing like I I have one and I can literally get on the ground like for certain games like budget cuts you need to get on the ground to kind of look through the mm-hmm. like the a hole in the ground it's a great game it's amazing. And like even with my head pointed down and almost at the ground, I have no problems. Okay. It's just a matter of angling them, right? And don't get me wrong, the setup can be a little daunting at first, but that thing works incredibly. And by that, you mean just getting the sensors <laughs> mounted to the wall. Like the actual room setup is... No, no, no yeah. I, I mean, getting them out to the wall and like you have really no guidance on how you should angle them. Mm-hmm. It says like, put them six foot feet, six and a half feet in the air. It's like, all right, but like where do I put... Like, I don't know. There was a, I did have a couple adjustments I had to make because uh-huh. uh, once you set it up, you can go in and look at where it's covering. Um, but yeah. I have a question, which is... Uh, I Okay, I had a question. Uh-oh. No, what was my question? It was about VR. It was about VR and it was... Sure. Oh, okay. Who else is excited? Now I can't do the casual mention of anything. I've ruined it. <laughs> Put your smart <laughs> profile in there. We can check and see how many hours you played. Hey guys, uh, who else is excited for the new uh, trend in in game and videos on YouTube where people are kicking other people while they have a Vive headset on? I fucked it up. I'm sorry. Let's not even talk. Is about that that's it. a that thing? It's gonna be. I mean, if you're putting oh, sensors oh, oh. on feet and kicking things and you have a headset on, it's like the Wiimote in the TV, which I've already yeah. PS I've already seen people punching walls and televisions playing Vive because they can't see what the hell they're doing. Kicking? That television, oh, that television punch yes. was, was, was Oculus. Oh, it was Oculus. There's going to be the same, same thing. VR same, thing. Yeah. No, There's it's not because the reason they punched the TV is there was no that. chaperone system. Because uh, yeah. you could activate the camera on the front of that thing. On command, if you what double tap, is, if you set it up, there's a bunch of settings actually related to the Vive's camera on the front that you have to go in and actually enable it to use it. But you can make it so you just double tap one of the buttons and it projects everything in that Tron world. Yeah, right. or, or like when you get a foot away from your chaperone, it'll, you can set it, it so it pops up. I had to turn that off because it became too annoying. It is a little annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. I'd yeah, rather just manually act. Mainly because, it, especially like at least in our setup, the chaperone bounds don't necessarily imply that I couldn't reach further than that. It's not like I had a wall there. It's just like there's the edge of the desk so you can reach past it. But that chaperone will activate that camera view even if your controller just gets close to it. Yeah. So if I'm standing here in the center of the room looking this way and I just reach out this way, then all of a sudden everything goes to blue uh, world. I, I'm still at the point with it where 
<clears throat> I want extra protection because the thing's so fucking expensive. I yeah, don't want to hit course. my controller into the wall and break yeah. it. I will say they're pretty strong. Uh, not that we uh, hammered it a few times in maximum VR, but we hammered it. A few yeah, times I mean, I've VR. seen videos of people throwing them against the wall and things like that, but I've also heard of people like, like there was a subreddit post of like, oh, I hit my light switch and it broke the light switch, but the controller is fine. The day later is like, it's broken. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I still have all of the super like chaperone stuff on where it pops up the camera and I have the chaperone like a foot away from my uh-huh. wall to make my play space have a bit of a buffer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that thing is amazing. I think VR in general is like the best gaming experience I've had, even with like games that look really small and simple. Like once you're inside of them and controlling them like physically, it's whole, it's something completely different. Yeah. So you liked Audio Shield though? I, so here's the deal. I played it in the Achievement Hunter office at first, yep. and I didn't like it because I just kind of picked one of the songs in the screen, and I didn't know the song, and I didn't feel like the beats were matching up very well. And then, like, nonstop people on the subreddit were talking about, like, the Audio Shield is the best game, and go play it, and whatever. I was like, let me just try it. So I got it, and I, I played Through the Fire and the Flames, which is one of my favorite Guitar Hero 3 songs. And, man, that is a good introduction to that game because it matches up well. And if you like the song, you're getting really into it, and you're punching the air, and you're moving around a lot, and it's a good workout. And like the first night I got it, I spent three hours playing Audio Shield, and the next day I was so fucking sore. Oh, that's such a good workout. When I it's had Wii great. Fit, that's the rhythm boxing that I used to do in Wii yeah. Fit. It's such a it's, good workout. It's just like that. You're so just you, punching the air. You played it for three hours? Yeah. About a fifth of the total time you claim to have played Smite. I don't yeah. Dude, that. I didn't play I Smite that, that much. Like, I like how, you know what? You keep doing you over there, Gus, because I like that you're like, I'm going to investigate this crime with or without like, you. I, 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 can count, I can count on one hand. Someone tweeted yeah. us a site that you can type in your Smite profile. Suddenly Adam's tr- like, oh, I don't remember what yeah, my I name is. I, I, really, I will find this for you. Can you just type in Gilby real quick? Oh, I bet we can, uh, if I just look up the, uh, the Smite. Oh, wait, minutes. I remember it. Here. He's got, he's got it. There you go. Gus is having I none so. of it. Yeah, I, I go. We're, we're, this is the the numbers in the data pot. Okay, well, we're patch, talking right? about this. Okay. Oh, I was off, but how how much do you think I was off by? I think you were off fifty percent. Uh, by more hours. than that, I th- I would estimate you put seventy hours in. Okay, twenty hours. That's how much 45. I said. Forty-five. Oh, that's what you said. No, you said fifteen. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I said twenty. So maybe twenty-five. You're right. I paid thirty-one hours of that game. Oh. Oh, wow, that's not right. No, you said I was fifty percent. Oh, off. I said 45, though. Oh, okay, that. sorry. Okay. It's fine. You know what? He was trying to make you right, Ryan. So still, it. like, I owed it in comparison to something like Dark Souls, where I played, like, over 500 hours in, like, there's nothing. Or freaking World of Warcraft, where... I mean, 31 hours is a, over a day. It is, but I feel like even games I don't like that much, I'll put into it. Like, I will be honest, I didn't like the first, like, Fallout 3. I just couldn't get into it, and I put 23 hours into it. Can we talk about something? Because we have six minutes here, and I, I kind of want to debate it, which is uh, the Division had an exploit where uh, players could <coughs> clip through a wall to get, they right. could uh, they, they found, avoid the raid the boss. Yes, yeah. and the, what is it, incursion? Is that what I they think call? they called it incursion. It's their, their raid. Anyway, yeah. and they could not take any damage from the boss, and then they could get all this sweet loot. And then uh, Ubisoft came out and said that we are, well, they fixed it. Of course, they patched it. Um, and then they were like, we're going to punish anybody who used this exploit. Really? Like, Bungie didn't punish people for using the Loot Cave. Why you got to punish people on your own Well, game? this was a little different than Loot Cave, I think. because And, and, and I'd, I'd never have experienced this, so correct me if I'm wrong here. From what I understand, the exploit in the raid allowed them to run it more times than they should have, basically to keep running it to get loot that was basically time-gated. Like, they should have only received the possibility of getting one piece a week, but they were just running it over and over so in order to fill up... Set. Right, to get the full I, set. I 
am on both sides of the argument. There, like anytime an MMO launches, or there are exploits in MMOs, and people will beat a boss or exploit a currency that will completely destroy the market or something like that. And it's a toss up whether or not they'll fix it or just let it stay. And in some games, they let it fly. And then in some games, like I remember Guild Wars 1, there was an exploit where like the most expensive item you could buy was like five coins from some random vendor. And everyone just bought a million of them. And then they were like, ah, yeah, everyone, we're rolling back the servers by two days. And like, you know, I couldn't really be mad at it. I mean, I, I don't understand being punished. I can understand. Have they said what the taking, punishment is? No. And they, I think they, they, I think they finally back, came back fine. and were like, let me look up because we talked about it on the note. But I believe they came back and were like, too many of you did it. We can't punish you all. So that's it what we should really take away from this. If yeah. you're going to be bad, be bad with Make everyone. Sure everyone else is equally bad. Yeah, but my thing is, like, I understand. I do understand from their side that it. We're like Ryan and I were talking about in the know. It does throw off the dark zone because then these people have all this great gear, and that is a PvP environment. Even though this instance is a PVE raid, however. If you fuck something up in your game, if there's an exploit in your code, that is on you. You don't punish the people who paid money. They're not cheating again. It's not like a Counter-Strike game where they're having something aimed for them. Like, they found an exploit in your code. This is the cat and mouse game of gameplay and gamers and developers. You fix it and you move on. And you don't say, like, hey, you paid us 60 bucks for this game. We're going to punish you for finding a problem with our code. Punishing customers for playing your game is, yeah. generally yeah. speaking, a very bad idea. Or maybe it's, maybe it's just... Bad I, phrasing. It, Maybe it what they should have said was, yeah, we're, if, if you perform the exploit, we're going to roll back and remove the yeah. items from your inventory. Like maybe, like, I, I mean, that's still that. a punishment, but maybe, like, it's the fact that they use the word punishment that's weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the same kind of slippery gaming that is basically the entire basis for speedrunners, right? I mean, it's, that was what they did was they found a way that you could jump to the boss mm -hmm. and beat him without him fighting back. So, uh, I mean... That's the kind of nature of video gaming is people I, are going to explore. I'm they're going to find I'm all, all for that it. Stuff. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, if I'm one of those people that exploit a glitch, like, in an MMO or something yeah. like that or something like, like, if I was playing Destiny and I could suddenly, like, go through the Temple of Elders a thousand times and get everything I needed out of it, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, yeah, we're going to actually have to take that back a step. Like, all right. I understand It is what it is. I, it's, I it's part, part of it's that. also that fun doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it, part of the reward is just, like, being like, ah, loot. Uh, I, you know. I do understand that. I just um, God, I can't think today. <laughs> but I think you're right. It's the I, saying if, punish. If they're is, saying is like really we're going to give you, you a seven day ban, then yeah, that's sort of stupid. That's, yeah. what, that's what you. Thank you for getting that train of thought back. Was that I think they were saying something. We were talking about it in the story, right? Do you remember? It was like two strikes and you were out. You were banned forever. Yeah. So that people were getting nervous that this was going to be their first strike if they got punished mm, by Ubisoft. Yeah. Especially if you so announced they were going to be banned from the division forever after the fact. Like right. if you're like, I already did this. When there were no problem, when no, you know they had not officially said "don't do it" and that we're going to punish you, am I still going to be penalized? Because they made it sound like it was going to be penal. retroactive. Yeah, <laughs> penal. Actually, one of them, um, Stab, uh, did the cheat. He came over after our How story dare and was you? like, "I did." Boy, it. you outed him too. Oh, we wanted to see if I could do it. Oh, oh, sure. Mom, mom, mom. Okay, I just wanted to see if I could do it. Okay, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't know want to if do I could it. rob a bank until I, I tried. To know if I could, what? Stab also. Oh, you didn't get he any got good loot? For it. <laughs> you got punished. <laughs> Stab also inadvertently hurt my feelings yesterday. I haven't told oh. him. <gasps> tell us, tell us. He called me sir unironically. Oh <laughs> I have no like, patience for that sir. shit. You <laughs> are a sir. I'm a ma'am. It's the South. People say it. Get the fuck over it. It doesn't mean you're old. Also, please don't call me ma'am. No, I'm just kidding. I hate when people do that. I hate when like, people are like, 
ma'am. And I'm like, if you were 10 and I was eight, I would have called you ma'am. Like, j- deal with it. I just it. don't like the, like the idea. Like, there's like a, like a, like Would you a, want like him to say, like, sup, bro? Like, what is he going to say? Of he's course a, he's going to say, sir, because you're, like, a higher up at this company. Yeah, but it's like, ah, nah. I, uh, felt, I felt awkward. Your Highness, so, your uh, Grace. I, I felt, uh, it was unusual for me to feel awkward. So you want once. a little less respect. A little yeah. less respect. Just spit in my face. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey, underling. That, that seems like a dramatic jump from sir to spit in my face. Whatever. It's one, one, one extreme hey, or the other. People pay good money for both. Don't be um, obtuse. So you were, you were talking, we're, we're almost done here, but you were talking about speedrunning, and it makes me think about a topic that we missed for a couple of weeks now, which was, um, you know, the speedrunner, we've talked about him before, Seth Bling, uh, he does a lot of Super Mario World stuff. He did that code injection into Super Mario World to make a Flappy Bird clone in the game. I don't know if you saw that. That, oh, that stuff is crazy, dude. Yeah, he, 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 I guess he worked for an hour doing very specific things I in the game to, to like rewrite the code and then in the end the result is he can play Flappy Bird using Super <sighs> Mario World assets in Super Mario so World the game. That's fucking awesome. Like I love the cloud exploit which is what they use now in the the race the zero exit <coughs> race where you're you place a shell here and then you jump oh, over here yeah, yeah. and then you jump this way and then you got to hit the coin before it hits the wall and then you get a cloud that you like cloud through with. So fucking cool that you can rewrite the game's code while you're playing it, yeah. and it doesn't absolutely lock and, on you, and it doesn't punish you. Also, <laughs> no, and nobody you're comes out and says they're Super getting. Mario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I was just watching a speed run. Um, it broke my heart. I've seen it before, but it was one of those that I went back to like really watch, and I believe it was an SGDQ run of Zelda Two, and this guy is running in a glitch state, and he gets hit out of the glitch state, and he goes. Okay, well, that's the run, everyone. Oh. It. And that's it. That's how it ends because he oh. just, there's no way to get it back at that point. Got to go back to the beginning. <laughs> oh, my God. I just wanted to give him a hug so <laughs> bad. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're about time. We should wrap up. Yeah. So um, thanks, everybody, oh, for watching. Oh, show me that video when we're done. Yeah, I'll show you when we're done. Uh, we'll put it in the patch notes so you can see the video. But uh, thanks for watching, everybody, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.